Have you ever put together a puzzle? Then you know that if you're missing just one important piece, the entire picture is incomplete. And that's how life felt for the woman in today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. <laughs> yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing you the story of a Jewish woman who studied and knew the Torah forward and back, but for some strange reason, felt further and further from God. We'll find out what that reason is on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we are going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The story of Sharon Summer. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for coming today and celebrating my daughter's bat mitzvah. My wife and I are very proud of our beautiful Sharon. Thank you. Uh, tonight I am both proud and relieved. I am proud that my daughter has become a full-fledged member of our Jewish community, and I am relieved that I can no longer be punished for her sins, although paying for college when she is older will be punishment enough. <laughs> so, oh, Sharon, my precious daughter, when you recited from the Torah today, it was as if we were hearing the voice of an angel. As your father, I pray this blessing over you. May God make you like Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. May God bless you and keep you. May God shine his face on you and be gracious to you. May God turn his face toward you and grant you peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Enjoy the party, and please eat all of this wonderful food. Oh, but, but, before we do, let us lift our glasses and thank God for the life he gives us. Sharon, there you are. I'm so happy for you, my dear. Oh, Mrs. Zimmerman, I'm so glad you came. How could I not be here? I've known you since you were a baby. I heard a rumor that you gave those boys in Hebrew school a run for their money. <laughs> I, I think it was because their brains were still developing. Uh, but like Rabbi says, it's an honor to be Jewish, so I wanted to learn as fast as I could. <sighs> How you managed to read and write Hebrew so fluently well. Let's just say, if it was me, I would still be in school. I wish there were more dedicated young people like you. Oh, thank you. I keep looking for your daughter Hannah, but I, I don't see her. Uh, she's home from college, right? My daughter's no longer allowed in my home. You must never speak her name again. Why? She has brought shame to my family and to this community. She is dead to me. Lots of people in our world are religious, but not everyone understands what's behind all the rules and rituals they follow. How much does it take to earn God's approval, or his love, or his forgiveness? 
These are just some of the questions the woman in our story struggled with for many years. We now bring you the true testimony of Sharon Summer, right now on Unshackled. I remember my bat mitzvah like it was yesterday. I was raised in a modern Orthodox Jewish family that was full of traditions. This meant that we went to synagogue every Shabbat, every Saturday, and also on every major Jewish holiday. We never ever missed a day. My family kept kosher. The food we bought and ate always, always followed strict Jewish tradition. And I had 12 years of yeshiva education. I learned many Jewish subjects, including hundreds of laws and customs. I learned that being Jewish was an honor and that I was one of God's chosen people. And most important of all, I learned that we did not associate with people who were not Jewish. If you broke that rule, you would bring shame on your family and the consequences were severe. Mama, in the kitchen. Here, taste this soup. Tell me if it needs more salt. Yum, it's perfect. I think it needs more salt. Uh, Mama. Uh-huh. I spoke with Mrs. Zimmerman at the party last night. Such a nice woman. Hand me the pepper. When I asked her about Hannah, she got very upset but wouldn't tell me anything. What happened? I want to know. Just leave it alone. No need to know. Mama, I'm 12 now. I'm old enough to know these things. If you won't tell me, I'll ask Papa their, when... Their daughter, their so-called daughter, has disgraced her family. She called her parents last week and told them she had fallen in love with a young man in college and they were getting married this summer. What's wrong with that? They should be excited for her. Excited? He's not Jewish. Well, she could invite him to synagogue and meet our rabbi. If it was that easy. Is she pregnant? Even that could be forgiven. But no, far worse. She converted to her boyfriend's religion and now calls herself a Christian. A follower of that false messiah whose name I will not even give breath to. Her parents are humiliated and have declared her as good as dead. And this will be the last time we ever mention her name in this house, do you understand? Yes. And you will never, ever date a Gentile, is that clear? Yes, Mama. I learned later that her parents mourned her as deceased. The day she left Judaism. My high school years flew by after that day, and I soon started college. For the first time in my life, I was surrounded by people of other cultures, races, and religions. And I realized that I was not so different from them. But remembering my mother's warnings, I never dated anyone who wasn't Jewish, and at the age of 20, I married a wonderful Orthodox Jewish man named Harry. As time went on, I realized that even though I believed in God, I felt very distant from my Creator. Deep down, I knew there was something missing in my life. What I didn't know was that I was missing someone. It was during my twelfth year of marriage that my faith started to unravel. Sharon, you barely touched your dinner. Hello? Anyone home? Sorry, my mind was elsewhere. I better start cleaning up and help the kids with their homework. I already got them started. The dishes can wait. Sharon, what's going on? Uh, nothing. I'm so sorry. 
I forgot to ask, how was your mom when you stopped by? She's managing, all things considered. She's ready to talk about hospice care. Why? You know why. The pain just gets worse every day. I mean, why would a loving God allow your mom, the most virtuous, godliest woman I've ever met, get pancreatic cancer? Why? I know, I know, one day we all die, but why? Why make her suffer a slow, painful death? Yes, all of our days are numbered, but if her time is up, why not take her in her sleep? Why this way? Why is he not kinder to her? I don't know why. I don't... I don't know. Every day I ask God to heal her, but he never answers me. Well, that's what I mean. Why have we spent our whole lives being good Jews, following every jot and tittle of his law, if this is how he rewards us? You shouldn't speak that way. Why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't he come down here and explain to me why her suffering makes any sense? I don't want a God who sits far away on some dusty throne. I want a God who understands how hard this life is, who shows me his kindness, who shows me his compassion. Where is that God? Tell me, where is he? Folks, we'll get back to Sharon's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. And then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check. Unshackled. We take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the true story of Sharon Summer. The sick of my mother-in-law got the more I began to question if my devotion to God and His laws really made any difference. And during this time, my husband lost his job and, surprise, surprise, I became pregnant with our third child. Once I gave birth, my husband opened up his own business and began to work long hours. Having to handle so much on my own, I succumbed to depression and I couldn't sleep at night. I began seeing a therapist who prescribed antidepressants. Have you noticed any change since you started taking the medication? You mean other than gaining weight and wanting to sleep all the time? Those are common side effects, but they won't last once we start to win you off the meds. Uh, this drug's only temporary to help control your anxiety and depression. Sharon, uh, tell me, what worries you the most? <laughs> the most? Everything. Will we have enough money to retire? Will my kids turn out okay? Will my life end with a terrible illness like my mother-in-law? Everything worries me. 
Mm, well, let me ask the question another way. Imagine you wake up tomorrow morning and all your problems are gone. What would have changed? What's the, the first thing that comes to mind? I would know... I would know that God accepts me. That I didn't have to do anything else to earn his favor. No more striving. Uh, no more wondering if I had missed some hidden rule that would send me to hell. I would know that he truly loves me, accepts me for who I am. Does that make any sense? I suppose it does, given your religious training. Let's explore that in our next session. My therapist congratulated me on my progress, but admitted that he wasn't equipped to help me with spiritual matters. No matter how hard I tried to be at peace, I kept feeling an emptiness and loneliness that nothing could fill. I felt used up, unappreciated, and never good enough for God. It felt like I was falling into a pit and there was no one to catch me. And one day, when I least expected it, God used an ordinary man who serviced our backyard pool to speak truth into my life. He was kind and caring and always happy. I didn't understand how someone could be smiling all the time. It annoyed me because it took a lot to make me smile. Hi, Michael. Oh, hey, Mrs. Summer. Sorry, I, th I thought no one was home, so I decided to take my lunch break by the pool instead of in my truck. Oh, don't worry about it. Finish your lunch. I see you got the pump running. Oh, why I came loose. Easy fix. I cleaned the filter and checked the chlorine levels while I was here, and you're good to go. My kids will love to hear that. They practically live in this pool every summer. Oh, can't blame them on hot days like this one. <laughs> Michael, can I ask you a question? Sure. What makes you so happy? Short answer? That God loves me and sent his son to die for me. Oh, so you're a Christian. Oh, I have been born again, that is true. Uh, I'm not sure why he decided to adopt me into his family, but he did. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> uh, let's just say I'm one of his biggest knuckleheads, but he still loves me. Can I ask you another question? Something that's always troubled me? Yeah, of course. If God is a God of love, why does he allow so much suffering in the world? Uh, I suppose you'd... Have to ask Adam and Eve that question one day. They're the ones who disobeyed and started all this mess. But, but to be fair, if I was in their shoes, I would have probably rebelled against God's rules, too. So you're saying we're all born sinners? That none of us can be perfect and keep all the rules? I didn't say it. The Bible says it. From Genesis all the way to the final revelation. Oh, interesting. Well, enjoy your lunch, and thanks for fixing the pool. Uh, can I ask you a question? Oh, sure. If God is a God of love, why did he send his one and only son into our world and suffer on a cross? Why didn't he stop him from being crucified? I don't know. I wish I did. You might find what you're looking for in this book I'm reading. Uh, here, take my copy. Well, I, I better get going to my next service call. I'll be back in two weeks if you'd like to talk some more. Once I started reading the book he gave me, it felt as if the author wrote it just for me. God was using this book to prepare my heart for the next step, which was to start reading and seeing the Word of God with fresh eyes. 
thought I heard someone out here. How's our favorite pool repair guy? I'm your only pool repair guy. And don't even think about hiring anyone else. I know this pool like the back of my hand. Before you leave, I'll give you your book back. Thanks for loaning it to me. Keep it. I bought another copy. Uh, so, what do you think? It was interesting. I was surprised that the author quoted from the Old Testament so often. Uh, me too. It's like God has given us all these clues as to what the Messiah would one day fulfill. Oh, I'm not so sure. I studied the Torah and prophets since I was a little girl, and those prophecies could have many different meanings. Hmm. What about Isaiah? Did you read his book in the Old Testament? I guess I did, but it was a long time ago. And you just happened to have your Bible with you so you could show me something, right? <laughs> Why, well, I, I never leave home without it. Uh, here, uh, read this passage from chapter 53. I will, but it won't make any difference. As a Jew, I believe God judges us on how well we live our lives. And if we are good enough, he will accept us into heaven. That is my truth. Hmm. Well, let's see what God says is true. Uh, start with verse 4, right there. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. We're all sinners, Mrs. Summer. And that's why we need a savior. Someone pure and without sin. Out of all the religions in the world, there's only one where God himself took the punishment that we deserved. Only one. My mind was about to explode that day. I kept thinking, how could Jesus be the Messiah and how could Jesus be God too? And who was this Holy Spirit that was also God? I was 34 at the time and all my Orthodox Jewish life, I was taught and I believed that there is only one God, not this Trinity thing, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. To believe otherwise seemed impossible to me until I prepared dinner for my family one night and tested a theory that was rattling around my mind. Apple pie for dessert? What's the occasion? It's an experiment. New recipe? But that was like the old way you made apple pie. Oh, work with me. What do you see in front of you? I see an apple pie. Is this a trick question? <laughs> you are correct. That is a pie. What happens if I cut it into three equal parts? Is it still a pie? Yes, and I want to eat it. <laughs> so now I'm putting one-third onto your plate. What do you see? I see pie. Precisely. The whole pie is pie, and one-third is still pie. It's all pie. Sharon, what's going on? I need to go for a walk and think. I'll be back soon. Okay. I'll be here, eating my pie. <laughs> Now, where did you hide the vanilla ice cream? As I walked through my neighborhood that night, I had a long conversation with God. 
As I prayed, I realized that God is a whole united one, made up of three separate parts. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit, which make a complete one. Near the end of that long walk, I prayed. Lord, Jesus, you are my Messiah. I, uh, I repent of my sins and ask you to be the Lord of my life. I want to live for you. As I continued to seek God, my depression lifted, and I felt a new freedom in both my heart and my mind. As I read my Bible, I had a growing desire to be around other believers in Jesus. I called up my friend, the serviceman, and told him that I needed to go to his church. He told me the address and promised that he and his wife would save a seat for me. Believe me, I was so scared when I walked through those doors. My rabbi had always told me that I was never allowed to go to a non-Jewish church, but I knew I had to hear more about Jesus. So I went, and I heard joyful singing like I had never heard in my entire life. I began to attend regularly, pretending to my family that I was just running errands every Sunday morning. But then came the hard part. Telling my husband I believed that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah that was foretold by all the Jewish prophets so long ago. You did what? I'm sorry. I should have told you a month ago. A month? Well, that explains the long shopping trips every Sunday. We've never kept secrets from each other. Why this one? I know. I was scared you would be upset and want to divorce me. No, I'm not upset. Shocked, more like it. Why didn't you tell me? I could have stopped these people from brainwashing you. They didn't brainwash me. If you want to blame someone, you'll have to blame God and the Bible. Every book in the Torah points to the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled when he walked this earth. And all these years, I've believed in tradition instead of God himself. Here, let me show you these verses in Isaiah and David's Psalms that prove Jesus is the true Messiah that we've always waited for. Stop! Just stop. I don't want to hear any more. I'm sorry, now's not the time. Maybe one day- Nothing you say will change how I believe. I was raised a Jew, and I will always be a Jew. Jesus was Jewish. Oh, sweetheart, you were like a dog with a bone. I can't convince you to let go of this, can I? No, you can't. I finally have the relationship with God that I've always wanted. I've never understood your passion for God. But that was one of the things that attracted me to you. If this is what you want, I won't stand in your way. And that is why I married you, always doing your best to understand me. The next hurdle was to tell my mother that I was a Christian. I had no idea about the storm that was about to come my way. Here's some coffee. You sure I can't tempt you with some coffee cake? I need to get rid of it before I eat it all. This is fine. Thanks. You've lost weight since I last saw you. No diet? No, just lots of long walks. And I'm finally weaned off my depression meds. Well, you look good. So, what do you want to tell me that you couldn't tell me over the phone? Are the kids okay? They're fine. It's, it's Harry, isn't it? He works too hard. Harry's fine, Mom. We're all fine. You need money? Mom, 
I started reading my Bible more, especially all the prophecies about who the Messiah would be. I'm sure you studied that in Hebrew school when you were young. Well, that's the strange part. We never did. Have you ever wondered if the Messiah has already come? You sure you don't want some coffee cake? Mom, I'm a Christian. <laughs> Why would you joke about something like that? Because it's true. I've decided to follow Jesus. Aren't you going to say something? Mom, where are you going? I'm going to my bedroom. Remember to lock the front door when you leave. Once the reality of what I had told her set in, my mother waged a war against me. She told me that I must not be her daughter because her daughter would never betray her and the Jewish people this way. She even suggested that I must have been switched at birth with her real daughter. She contacted every rabbi she could think of to do an intervention and free me from whatever cult I had become a part of. Only one of them tried to help by phoning my husband. Hello? Harry, this is Rabbi Hirsch. Uh, your mother-in-law is quite concerned about your wife's rejection of her Jewish heritage and religion. Yes, it came as quite a shock. Family intervention meetings can be helpful in situations like these, where we can counteract the brainwashing that has occurred. Sharon's not part of a cult, Rabbi. She's... She's free to attend any Christian church she chooses. And her studies of the Torah have convinced her that Jesus Christ is the Messiah the Prophet spoke about. Harry, are you still a practicing Jew? I am. I go to synagogue whenever my work allows. I see. Well, then there's only one thing left for you to do. You must divorce your wife and take your children with you. It's the only way to protect you and them from her heresy. I'm afraid I can't do that. Give me one good reason why you would choose to stay married to this woman. Why? Because I love her. The next three years were rough, but my husband hung in there with me. My mom eventually spoke with me again, but she would not accept the choice I made to follow Jesus. I asked God to help my family and me, and guess what? He did. <laughs> Have you ever been surprised when God actually answers your prayers? One day my husband came into the room with the biggest smile on his face and said, You'll never guess what just happened. He then told me that he just asked Jesus into his life. Soon after, our two younger children came to trust in the Lord too, and my oldest daughter draws closer to him every day. Now, after all that God has seen me through, I tell people, for with God nothing shall be impossible. The God of the universe wants a personal relationship with us. My life is living proof. Like Sharon, you may have questions about whether Jesus really is God's Son and our Savior. You may be listening to this program while driving a car, listening on your computer, or sitting in a prison cell. No matter what wrongs you have done in your life, God wants a relationship with you. And that's why he sent his one and only son into our world. It's his gift to you. God is ready to hear your prayer and adopt you into his family. 
The first step always begins with asking God to forgive your sins and believing that Jesus took the punishment you deserved when he died on the cross. The next step is to find a Bible-believing church where you can be discipled and explore how God has uniquely designed you to love others into a deeper relationship with Him. If you need help in making this crucial decision, we encourage you to get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is Psalm 51.10, which says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is a gorgeous little thing, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from scripture. You will love this authentic wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and cut in such a way as to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. If you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for the picture. Now, unfortunately, folks, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. That's your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced December 19th, but the deadline for entry is December 3rd. That's December 3rd as the deadline for entry. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... Hello? Michelle? Yes, Mom, are you all right? I uh, can't take care of you anymore, Michelle. You'll have to move out. What? As a child, Michelle Morales bounced from one place to another. Wish I could go home. You don't want to go home. Mom is so messed up on drugs, she can't take care of you, Michelle. I feel like I'm in prison. The woman in our story was barely 11 years old when this traumatic event shattered her life. It's all her fault. Get her out of here. I want her out. What are you saying? Where can she go? Go on, pack your bags. I don't want you here anymore. But today, she has a secure home. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Don't miss the true testimony of Michelle Morales, another dramatization coming soon from Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Sharon Summer were Allison Voller, Howard Friedland, Marcy Mencotti, Tom McElroy, and Gary Brachetto. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Martin Robinson. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, Scott Kirk. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>